privilege to come and share God's word with you here. Um, we were so blessed by Pastor Peter's ministry to our leadership, and uh, we are in the process of building a Bible school for new pastors, and uh, we have requested that once the Bible school is running, we would love to have pastor coming and doing more training. Thank you for this uh, opportunity. Um, uh, I come in uh, uh, great fear here. Uh, my English language is a third language, um, so if I, uh, if I make a mistake, please forgive me. Until I joined OM, I did not know how to speak English, and uh, I probably still don't know how. Uh, from uh, Gospel of Matthew, I want to read a passage. Um, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 29 to 34. Matthew 20, 29. Jesus was followed by a large crowd. As he and his disciples were leaving Jericho, two blind men were sitting beside the road. And when they heard that Jesus was coming their way, they shouted, Lord and Son of David, have pity on us. The crowd told them to be quiet. But they shouted even louder, Lord and Son of David, have pity on us. When Jesus heard them, he stopped and asked, what do you want me to do for you? They answered, Lord, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. At once they could see, and they became his followers. Um, there are, uh, strangely, several events in the Bible mention where people somehow did not allow others to come to Jesus or stop them or rebuke them. Um, this story is found uh, in other Gospels also, and it mentions that somehow the crowd felt that uh, the blind men were bringing some interruption to Jesus' ministry and uh, would not allow him to work quietly, and so they rebuked them. Um, in the other portions also, sometimes we notice that somehow even the people of God felt that some people were not worthy of Jesus' presence. Um, in Matthew chapter 19, 13 to 15, is a story of parents bringing children. Small children, infants are there. And parents wanted Jesus to bless them. But the disciples again rebuked them. Uh, they were thinking probably that Jesus' ministry was for the adults. And uh, what would uh, infant get from this? Even we are struggling to understand some of Jesus' teaching. So how will infant be blessed by Jesus? And Jesus was upset with them. Bible says he was vexed, he was annoyed with the disciples' uh, thinking. Uh, John's Gospel, chapter 4, mentions a time when Jesus was sitting with a Samaritan woman while disciples went in the city to bring food. And uh, when they came back, uh, they were afraid to ask, but Bible says they were marveled. They were surprised that he was talking to a woman, though Nobody asked him, what do you want or why are you talking to her? They struggled that some of these people came to Jesus. I was wondering um, why some of these people seek Jesus. Why people that the world considers unworthy seek Jesus? What is it in Jesus that they come to him? This is uh, uh, an interesting study that, uh, uh, that we need to make. Um, in, uh, in uh, Lucknow, near Lucknow, there is a small village 
we were making, uh, uh, showing Jesus film there, and uh, a lady came at night after the film show to our team leader and said, um, I have a skin disease, and because of that, I have not been able to come out in the public. Because you showed the film at night, I came uh, covering myself, but last 12 years, I'm suffering with uh, this sickness. And he said, interestingly, in your movie, I saw that Jesus healed a woman who was sick for 12, uh, 18 years. Um, so can you come to my house and pray to this Jesus? Because I imagine if he could heal 2,000 years ago, he should be able to heal today also. And the team leader was telling me he was so frightened because he did not think he had a gift of healing and he did not know what will happen. Um, anyway, he said, we went to her house. Uh, quickly, we prayed. After prayer, we did not want to talk to her also. We said, God bless you, and we ran away. <laughs> Next morning, she came looking for them and saying, your Jesus has healed me. Now, please come to my home and teach me how to worship him because I'm not going to worship any other God. And uh, uh, she called all the village people, wanted to tell them how Jesus healed her. And uh, a church started there. Um, in, in three years' time, we were able to start three churches in three villages because this news spread in other villages and people thought, if Jesus can heal now also and 2,000 years ago, then definitely we should bring more sick people. And uh, an interesting thing happened. I was wondering whether the faith that Jesus healed was her faith or our faith. Um, but this is uh, an interesting uh, happening. Um, in Lucknow, near our office, there is a slum and uh, we are trying to reach these people with the gospel. An old lady comes there. She is 50, 55 year old, but because of poverty, she looks 78, 80 year old, has suffered so much in life. Her husband died in her young age, uh, leaving three children. Um, uh, and his, her, uh, her son, she married him, and uh, her son was very irresponsible, um, not uh, really doing any job or work, did not study well. So his wife ran away with somebody else, uh, leaving three more children. And this woman is working day and night to feed the whole family. Her son has become uh, alcoholics now and doesn't work outside, comes and beat his mother uh, to get money so that he can, he can uh, get some more alcohol. She started coming to church and uh, uh, a month ago I was preaching on giving that uh, all of us need to give and give by faith. She put 100 rupees in the offering bag. And I was so shocked when I heard that uh, because that must be three or four days of her earning that she put in the offering bag. Um, last week I was preaching again and I was talking about forgiving your enemies. And uh, she came to me again and saying, Sir, last time you talked about giving, I gave my money, uh, even though I was struggling financially. Now you are telling me to forgive my enemies. My own son beats me uh, once or twice a week, and our neighbor uh, create trouble. They are stealing my house things to drink wine, and I'm struggling so much, but now I'm going to try to love my enemies. And, um, and I was so shocked. I was uh, almost going to tell her that this message was not for you. No, this is for the for the smart people, not, not for, and, and the rich people, not for you. And uh, I told my team, I'm so afraid to preach the gospel to her, Bible to her, because whatever I preach, she's going to go and do it. Uh, uh, but this is a, a struggle. I was wondering why we are trying to reach, um, while we are trying to reach rich and famous and powerful people, why is it that so many poor and struggling people come to Jesus? What is it in Jesus that people get uh, so attracted. Um, 
what is it in Jesus that people find so uh, uh, magnetic that they come to him? Um, I, I think of a woman um, in, in the Gospels, a sinful woman. Um, I was thinking if she wanted to repent, there was a temple, there were sacrifices, the priests were there, all, all, every, everything religious setup was there. She dare not to go to any of them and goes to a party uninvited, walks straight to Jesus' feet and doesn't have words of repentance. He doesn't know what to say. She's weeping there with her tears. She's spoiling his feet and suddenly realizes this is not right thing to do. Doesn't have anything else. So uses her hair to wipe his feet. And uh, uh, looking at the eyes of people, she realizes now that was also not a good idea. And then uh, she takes out a perfume and tries to purify his feet. You know, all the time Jesus doesn't say anything. And Simon the Pharisee is very upset. He's thinking, this man I thought was a prophet. But look at this. Everybody knows what kind of woman is this. You know, he should have kicked her out of house. I don't know how she got in the house uninvited. And Jesus looked to him and saying, Simon, I have a story to tell you. What was it in Jesus? I, I, I wonder, why unworthy people who do not grace his presence and, and the whole thing, why would they come to, come to Jesus and fill his place? Dr. Kancha Ilaya, one of the professors of Usmani University in Hyderabad, um, not a Christian man, a good uh, uh, Dalit leader and a scholar, um, a good friend of us. Uh, he has written a, a, a small book, and uh, he very interestingly he mentions, he says there are three needs every human being on this earth have. Um, if, you, if those needs are met, if you have it, you don't realize the need. But if you don't have it, then you realize three needs every human being has, he says, the access. The, the need to, to have an access to God, the need to have access to scripture, and the need to have access to corporate worship, where you can go to God whenever you want, you can read his scripture and get his will whenever you want, and the ability to worship God together with God's people. These three things, he said, in all religion people have, and that's why people work hard all the time. Now. There are people called Dalits in India. I'm sure uh, your church is aware of them. Um, Dr. Kancha Elias says the Dalits don't have all these three needs uh, met. They are not allowed in Hindu religion to go to the temple to look at God or worship God. They can't read Hindu scriptures uh, and they can't have access to the corporate worship when people worship together God in a temple. And that is why this need really uh, uh, bothers them and it creates enormous vacuum in their lives and they are desperately seeking for that he was telling that they are attracted to Christianity because you provide all three of this that a, that a man can come and pray to God he can read Bible and uh, he can worship God's people together they said this is an enormously precious thing and so if untouchables are coming to your church please don't think they will pollute your church this is a need they have and that is why they are coming to you um, around the world we have people who are Dalits Dalit is a simple Sanskrit word means broken 
exploited or oppressed people around the world i have traveled and i have seen that in every culture we have people somehow those who are suffering uh, uh, this need and we need to reach out to them the second struggle i have when i read this kind of portions is why the family of god fails to reach out to such people you know if you want to fall in sin if you want to if you are weak in some area church is the best place isn't it if somebody wants to repent and come to god church should be the best place and often people are all the time afraid of church they are all the time afraid of people of god israel in the old testament was chosen by god so that israel will be a blessing to all the nations they were supposed to be the the people who represent god and tell the world about the greatness goodness of god in their lives you know the very reason that israel was chosen they became very proud and actually shut all other nations from god no they thought this blessing of god is only for us and called the other nations unclean pagans and would not allow them to come and share the blessing of god this was a challenge for israel they shut the door for them bishop pickett wrote an interesting book in indian history called mass movements in india it was written in 1933 i was doing my ma research and uh, did on that subject and i was so fascinated to read interestingly bishop pickett says that none of the mass movement actually were mass movements they happen because somehow missionaries who came had a great fascination to reach rich and famous no they most missionary organization imagine that if we reach the high and powerful caste then the gospel will trickle down you know if high become christian the low also will become christian because they are following the high caste you know and so they all the time try to reach with the high uh, reach the high caste people and ignored the people who were untouchables uh, there is a story of uh, uh, in area called punjab a guy called mohan missionaries were preaching there build a church and was were serving in that area in the town for people to come to christ uh, a guy called mohan he was an untouchable leather worker uh, any unclean work makes people untouchable and so he was doing working with dead animal and leather so he was untouchable somehow came to the church heard the gospel he was very fascinated and he said i want to follow jesus so missionaries uh, took him in the church followed him but would not baptize him the missionaries were afraid that if he was baptized untouchable was the first man to be baptized in the church the church will have an untouchable image people will think this is church for the untouchable so higher caste will not go so they said you come and attend church but we'll baptize you sometime later continue to study god's word so he said fine every sunday he will come to the to the church learn the learn the bible write down these things go back to his village and tell the people about whatever he has learned on the sunday after a month he came with 10 people saying sir now 10 people want to follow jesus please baptize us missionary said no 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 you need to wait for some more time bishop picket mentions the missionary is waited for 10 years for baptism finally the mission uh, committee got so discouraged they are saying high castes are not coming while these people are so ex- excited of the gospel and so they said okay mohan we are ready to baptize you that day on one day when they baptize mohan there were 3000 people together with him who were baptized so the they they said the the, the it looks like a like a mass movement 3000 people baptized in one day 
But actually, it took 10 years for Mohan to bring them to Christ. So it was not actually a mass movement, even though in the history it looks like. And he mentioned stories of different parts of India that everywhere, wherever they had thousands of them baptized in one day, always it happened that the missionaries somehow wanted to reach higher caste and failed, and later on they turned to a lower caste. That is uh, the struggle that church all the time had, and they tried to reach you know, even in OM, we have struggled with this. People ask me, last week, one of my friends called me and asked me, Moses, are you in this movement because of big numbers, okay? Thousand people coming Christ. Or are you here because of money, that there is, people are giving you money for ministry, and so you are so fascinated with money, and you are trying to give figures and statistics and trying to, I said, please come and see, okay? That is all I can say, like uh, Philip uh, told Nathanael, come and see, because this is a work that cannot be described. But I said, I can promise you, if you come and meet these believers who are only Christian for last six months or eight months, when you come and meet them, you will wonder whether you are a believer or not, whether you are a godly man or not, because these people are taking God's word literally and trying to follow. In a state of Bihar, there is a uh, people group called Musahar. Um, in 2004, they invited us when they heard that we are building schools and hospitals and uh, clinics and um, uh, economic programs for the Dalit people. And they said, can you come and help us? And uh, one of the men came through our program, uh, came to Christ, uh, Siaram, his name. And Siaram came to Lucknow, and he was so fascinated to see our setup. He said, I have never imagined anybody can come and do anything for our people. So can you come and help me? I was so... Uh, um, ashamed to realize that I did not know about this people Musahar before that and so I said sure tell me more about your people the literal meaning of the word Musahar is rat eaters these people are so poor they do not have access to the grain and, and uh, 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 vegetables so they go and kill the rats in the fields and, and, and that becomes their main food so Musahar actually literally means rat eaters um, he was telling me, sir, you will not imagine the poverty and the, uh, and the oppression that our people face. None of us are able to work, uh, do any other work. We have to work only for, uh, for the masters. People are like bonded slaves, two million of them in the Bihar and Eastern UP state. Uh, in the summer, they said when there is starvation death, there is nothing to eat. Our children follow a cow or a buffalo on the road and collect the cow dung in the basket, bring home and wash it. Because in the cow dung, you can find some undigested grain and we eat and survive. And I could not believe. I said, uh, can a human being do this kind of thing to other human being? He said, you come and see. Um, 18th of February, 2004, they said, we will arrange a meeting for you. After a week, uh, he went back and told me, called me from there, saying people all over villages are so excited and 20,000 people are coming in our meeting. And I was so shocked because I, I did not want to meet a, a big, I didn't want to have a big rally. I just wanted to meet some leaders and discuss how we can help them. Um, but that was an excitement. Uh, four days before the rally, however, uh, the women went and cl were cleaning the ground for the meeting. Uh, the high caste people came. Uh, and attack the village. They said, you cannot invite the Christian here. You, have, you are Hindu and you have to remain Hindu. And they said, no, we have been tired of all this oppression and we cannot stand anymore. So we are going to 
uh, get help from whoever helps us. And if Christians are coming and helping us, we are going to take help from them. They started attacking people. Most of the men ran away. Five women were caught and brutally assaulted. Uh, they were badly injured, taken to the hospital. One of them, a lady called Sita Devi, died on the way to hospital. So when I reached there, there were no 20,000 people. The police and military forces were there. There was enormous tension in the area. And I was so sad. I, I was feeling so guilty that I caused the death of a woman. Um, so anyway, 300 people were there in the village. When we came, they started crying. They came running to us. Women were pulling my clothes and telling their stories. And I couldn't understand their language fully. They speak Maithili language, which is one of the North Indian languages. And uh, the chief of the village came to me and uh, saying, sir, you will not imagine the, the suffering that we go through. Um, the uh, news reporter from the city was traveling with me. He was a Hindu, not Christian. But he said, sir, uh, do you realize that all the girls that are kidnapped in Bihar state for prostitution, 98% of girls are kidnapped from this one community. These people provide 98% of girls for prostitution. And the child prostitution is so big now in Delhi and Bombay and other cities, many international world tourists coming, they want child prostitution. And so girls as young as four-year-old are kidnapped to be taken to Delhi. And I couldn't, couldn't hear anymore. I, I couldn't imagine. I suddenly realized that the whole society, police, judiciary, politics, mafia gangs, everybody is trying to oppress these people and take as much as possible from them. And if I, go, I am going to stand with them, then I am going to be their enemy. The whole world is going to be against us. And I didn't realize, I didn't know what to do. I was completely speechless. I said, okay, okay, we'll help you, we'll do something. And I literally ran away from there, came back to Lucknow. For three nights, I could not sleep. I suddenly realized that OM is too small. Maybe whole church in India is too small to take the challenge that God is putting before us. What, what are we going to do? What do we have to help these people? How are we going to get them out? How are we going to stand with the whole, whole, whole population to free the slaves? What are we going to do? It's a grace of God that he speaks to us. After three days, word of God, uh, I was reading and God spoke to me. Uh, book of Isaiah 66 chapter. Ask me two questions. First question, Moses can a barren woman have more children than the woman who has delivered? I said, no, Lord, it's impossible. Second question, Isaiah 66, 8. Can a whole nation be born in one day? I said, Lord, this is completely impossible. I wonder even for God, is it possible for a whole nation to be born in one day? God says, you watch, I'm going to do it. I was greatly encouraged. I went to my team and I said, I don't know what we are going to do, but... God says, I'm going to do this. You stay with me. And uh, so I share with the leadership team, Dr. Joseph D'Souza and others felt that if we can reach Musahar and we can help them, we can help anybody in the world. So let's take a challenge of helping them. And in 2005, we started one school. Now there are four schools going on among Musahars. Hundreds of people have come to Christ. Enormous um, uh, project is going on, but long way to go. Two million people, I don't know when we'll reach them. But everywhere they have been asking. After three months, I called their leaders. I said, I don't want the big crowd. Just the leaders of the community, please come. 35 people came. Whole day we discussed with them. And I said, this is what we have to offer. 
we want to help genuinely. You don't have to be Christian. You don't have to follow Jesus. If you want to, you're welcome, but this is not a condition. We want to be a, like our God who reigns and uh, gives sun and light to all people, whether they follow him or not. And so we are going to do right thing for God, and we are going to help you. If you want to follow Jesus, you're welcome, but this is not a condition. And they said, all of us will follow Jesus because in all our life, we have never, never seen a sacrificial service. Everybody, even if we don't have anything, everybody wanted to come and take whatever little we have also. And so um, you come and help us. Again, I looked at them and I said, what is it, Jesus, that you have that these people want to come? You know, what is it that they want to? Why unworthy people seek him? And what am I supposed to do? What do I do uh, that, uh, that to help them? How can I bring them to Christ? How can I plant churches among them? How can we, uh, uh, how can we train their pastors? You know, it, it, it's a big challenge. In 2005 only, I, we brought five people to Lucknow. Three months of training we did and sent them. They all went, planted churches, and, and, and uh, uh, each of them planted six or seven churches. So I went there again and said, no more planting of churches. And they were all looking at me saying, what do you mean? I thought you want us to plant churches. I said, no, Jesus sent us to make disciples of all nations and not... Each pastor cannot have more than seven churches, otherwise you have no time to do anything else. You are all the time preaching, preaching, and there's no time for Sunday school, no time for youth meeting, no time for women meeting. When are you going to disciple and teach Bible to them? So please control, let's train more pastors, and we'll have more churches, but we don't want to hurry. Um, they said, how will we reach two million people? I said, I don't know. It's God's problem, not our problem. We will, we will just handle what God has given us because we need to do it right. This is my prayer that church around the world will, will do this. In, in India, um, so much of my time goes in helping and explaining other churches that this is the, the glory of God, that the unworthy seek him. Those who are nothing in this world come flocking to him. These are the ones who want to follow him and, 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 uh, and, and be with him. Some time ago, I was... I was struggling with this. He said, is this really the, the, the gospel that I'm teaching people? And so I took pen and paper and decided the whole, read whole Bible. In three months time, I finished the whole Bible, just wanted to see what is God's heart for suffering. And I was so shocked. I was so ashamed that I did not see it until, until I, I focused on that issue. And from Old Testament to New Testament, all the time, amazing heart of God for those who are suffering. In the New Testament, I decided to make the list of people who came to Jesus, followed him, and those who came to Jesus did not follow him. And again, I was shocked. Uh, all the time, those who followed him were completely uh, useless people in the eyes of the world. Even the Pharisees and uh, lawyers were very upset that what kind of people you are spending your time with. You know, tax collectors, sinners, prostitutes, uh, demon-possessed, lepers, all kinds of people followed him. Only two or three high-class people followed him. That synagogue ruler, uh, Jairus, uh, his daughter was healed. Um, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimthea. Unfortunately, those two people remained secret until Jesus' death. You know, they did not want to come out in public. But all others were completely useless. You know, all the time people struggle. When he went to Jacai's house, they struggled. You should have come to our house. You are going to a sinner's house. And Jesus said, I have come to seek that which was lost. I have come for that 
okay a, a, a sick needs a doctor not a healthy and I have come three parables he tells to tell us to, to help us to understand that this is his heart that God enjoys reaching out to people who are lost and uh, need God it's my prayer that God will help us um, all our churches around the world to open the door for those people who are not an ornament to our church but they are enormously uh, glorifying Jesus's grace and uh, coming here if you are struggling in this church to come and wondering this is the best place if you fall in sin this is the best place to be where if I fall I want to fall where somebody will lift me up and help me to stand on my feet why should I fall on the street when nobody is there in the midnight and I never get up again church is the best place and I pray that God will continue to guide and help us uh, in this that we will not be people who told who tell people to be quiet or rebuke them for coming to Jesus because somehow we imagine that they are not worthy of him let's pray